Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The playoffs along coming at you live from Studio B. It's the Asylum Fantasy Sports Inside Slant. Our Flager and Briggs, and welcome to the final edition of the Inside Slant for the year 2016. Thank God this year's over, Rick. That, that, that's what I've determined. If we have time, if we have five minutes at the end of the show. I kind of want to post mortem what this season's been like trying to predict anything. Well, I'm just kind of anxious. You know, the, the one high spot. Uh, you know, that we have is we've been following Jersey and Dean all year long and they've gotten into the playoffs and, and hopefully they're they're heading to at least the semifinals. I'm not sure how their leagues pan out that way, but it's always fun to, you know, track these teams and get like a, a week by week, oh, you yeah. know, update. That's why these guys are always the finalists for Asylumite of the Year. Well, you know? certainly. I don't think we did that last year. We need to do that this year. There were uh, no Asylumites, remember, because we were, oh. like, everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's true. We, we weren't even on the air half we, the time. Yeah, that's true. We did a show about once a month last year. I'll tell you who will not be Asylumite of the Year is Habib producer who called off because of weather today. So he, he apparently didn't have his interpretive dance class this morning. He calls off because of weather. I don't know, unless he was just trying to find a moment, you know, to uh, warm up for his interpretive dance class well, later. I don't know. It's time for reflection and these hipsters, man, they're they're tough. You know, you don't know what you're dealing with there. Let's get into it. So much big, big injury news today, Rick. We, we, before we went on the air, you had mentioned, you know, it, it's hard to even come up with starts and sits this week because, you know, are you really going to sit this guy? Are you really going to? Start that guy when everything's on the line. Well, when we go through this injury list, Rick, well, that's answer, true. Yeah, maybe yes. It's the first one that's interesting, and I'm surprised we didn't get as many questions in the mailbag as I expected about this. So we'll spend some more time with it now. Adrian Peterson yeah. off IR will play today Activated, versus yeah. the Colts. Is going to play. Says he's a hundred percent. And when Adrian Peterson says that, I tend to believe him. To, to be honest with you, so Rick, Adrian Peterson, what do you do? I, I'll be honest with you, Rick. You, you, if you're this far in, into the playoffs, you've made it this far without him. I almost have to take wait because let's, let's forget that he was averaging less than uh, Matt Osiato per true. carry when he did get injured. This line is just not good. They're the last in the in rushing uh, per game. I think they're just under. I think they're just over 78 yards a game rushing. And when you don't have a quarterback that scares anybody either, right? It, it just compounds the problem. Look, I know Osiata McKinnon. Of course, I think Osiata even questionable this week. Not even on the same plan as Peterson. But if you don't have a line blocking, you know, even guys like 
Adrian Peterson can't get away from this these defenses, and I would have to take a wait and see approach. Yeah. I mean, if like I said, if you've gotten this far, you semifinal or, or whatever, however your playoffs unfold in your league, you've gotten there without him anyway. Yeah. So why would you risk the the whole season just hoping that all of a sudden? Adrian Peterson is going to rip off 180 yards. Right. I agree. And look, if you're a, a Theo Riddick owner, a Melvin Gordon owner, you know, some of these guys that are out, I don't think I'd hesitate to play him. I've got this gnawing feeling that I'm confident in. In these last one of these last three games, Adrian Peterson's going to go nuts. Now, with, with the line, with his performance early in the year coming off the injury, I got nothing to base that on. Just the fact that he's Adrian Peterson and he's a cyborg and shouldn't be playing now. I've got this not, but the problem is I don't know if I can pinpoint the week. You know, it's a good matchup, quite frankly, against the Colts. So I don't think I'd hesitate to plug him in there if I'm dealing with an injury or if I'm dealing with an injury in a flex spot with all the wide receivers that are out that we're going to talk about here shortly. But I, I just have this feeling he, he'll be all right. But I'm not going to sit down somebody who – you know, who was a bit of a surprise, I think, that, that's gotten me to this point. I'm not going to go ahead and sit somebody right down to, to plug him in. So we'll take it case by case. We'll see if anything comes through the chat room. It comes up a few times, in the night, not near as much as I expected. Yeah, and you're going, you're going through your season, like I said, a good example. Say you happen to have, you know, a Rob Kelly, something like that. You know, we're him up somewhere right. during the – yeah, I'm not benching him. You know, to put in Adrian yeah. Peterson. Yeah, I, I he's been think. fairly effective. They, you know, nothing spectacular, but he scored last week. You're going to get your 50 to 100 yards most likely, and and, and he may score. And so, no, you can't. It just depends on who it is, I right. guess. Right, yeah, and we'll take it case by case. All right, before we get into the headlines, Rick, I'm getting text for questions now, so you can you know it's big time. And I'm even... on Twitter, and we've got some on here that have not been answered yet. They oh. just come in within the last one and three minutes. So. All right, well, let's jump in. Let's start with the – Let's start with the text here, Rick. So we need a number two wide receiver and a PPR. And this is tough. All right, so we got DeAndre Hopkins. we got Randall Cobb. We got Brandon Cooks, and we got Jordan Matthews. We only get one in a PPR. I'll tell you right now, Cobb's banged up. He yeah, is falling Cobb's... to the background, so I'm throwing Cobb out. Okay, let me see here. We've got um, – read them again. I didn't have my crayon right. with me. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, I think he's out. Cobb, who for me, is out. So, for me, this comes down to Brandon Cooks or Jordan Matthews. Right. I'm going to tell you, Rick, I'll start, and then you can disagree. You can back me off on that. Cooks has the much, much higher ceiling, right? But I think he also has the lowest floor. Jordan Matthews intrigues me, especially considering that this is PR. When he's healthy and it looks like he's healthy, he's good to go this week. He's almost a lock for six grabs. Now, he hasn't been in the end zone forever. But Jimmy Smith's out for Baltimore. I think Baltimore gets up early on Philadelphia. I think there's some garbage time there. When you look at my starts and sits, you're going to see Jordan Matthews towards the top of him. He's a guy I'm, I find intriguing this week. Now, Brandon Cooks has a much higher ceiling. There's every opportunity. We see one of those three catch for 170-yard two-touchdown game from Cooks that he put up. But I'm leaning Matthews here. If I'm taking the conservative route, give me those six receptions. I'm going to hope one of them goes long and into the end zone. I'm going to have to tend to agree with you. You know, number one, Arizona 
they've had a couple of stinkers in a row, yet they're still alive. They're back home. New Orleans, talk about stinkers, has had um, two in a row as well. I'm leaning Arizona in this when you're know, tipping the prediction. No surprise, surprise. But this could this could be. I don't know. This could be a wild one, or Arizona could really clamp down. Yeah. And we're going to see something wrong with this Drew Brees-driven offense all of a sudden towards the end yeah. of 2016. I don't know. Last two zero touchdowns, six INTs. Right. I would not be stunned if he came out and completely rebounded this week, but at the same time, two weeks to start the beginnings of a trend, and I worry yeah. about that. Getting back to your point, yes, yeah, Smith is out. I don't think Baltimore – I don't think this is going to be a whitewash by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's going to be a close, tight game. I think Jordan Matthews is going to be the recipient of, you know, maybe a lot of dink and dunk stuff. That's what I'm picturing and, and in a PPR, exactly. Right. So I'm going to lean Jordan Matthews in this one. All right. He just slipped another one in here, Rick, a tight end question. This is interesting, same PPR league. Your boy Witten, my boy Ladarius Green. Oh, you know what? Jason Witten has been so quiet lately. And if you look at him, I mean, he's been reasonable during the course of the year. But it was more in the first half. You throw that 32-point game out, whatever. He was generally in double digits, maybe four or five catches in PPR I'm talking about. You know, your 60 yards, something like it. It gives you a 10 to 15-point range. He's been single. Exactly. Lately, Ladarius Green scares me to death too, and but I think that Ladarius Green, save that one game that Witten had, I think the ceiling for Ladarius Green is higher than Jason Witten. Yeah, I agree, and that's what it comes down. At this point, all we can talk about is opportunities. You were talking about the the friend you were helping out yesterday in terms of Jarvis Land and. Well, I think you were talking about it off the air, so nobody knows what we're talking about. But anyhow, <laughs> point point being that it all runs together. Because sadly, we're so pathetic. What we do here is what we do before the mics turn on, so it's hard to differentiate. Maybe just less cursing here. But anyway, Ladarius Green is still the number three option in this offense. I assume the weather's going to be cold and a little gnarly, but it's not going to be impassable. It's not going to be that nonsense the Steelers saw in Buffalo. Jason Witten's first assignment now is as a blocker. And, and being the professional he is, you don't hear about that. He doesn't complain about it. But this thing runs through Ezekiel Elliott. This thing runs through whatever they want to do with Dak Prescott. Jason Witten isn't a first-option first pass guy right now. He's a blocker, so it's taken down his opportunities. Am I confident Ladarius Green puts up big numbers? No, I'm not. But I am confident he gets several opportunities. He gets goal-line opportunities. He gets third-down opportunities at Antonio Brown and nobody else you trust in the pass game when the next guy after Antonio Brown is named Eli Rogers in an offense that can move the ball even though they struggle on the road Ladarius Green is that next option so I'm going to take the op- go for the opportunities here always having in the back of your mind that Jason Witten could catch touchdown like that 30 point game yeah. you keep mentioning but I'm not going to count on it give me the guy who's going to get the options and that's going to be Ladarius Green by a large margin yeah, I mean, you know, the the one, you know, and you hate throwing these caveats out here. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that Tampa Bay front can get after the quarterback. Right. There's a couple of scenarios there. Jason Witten is going to stay in block, or he's going to be a safety valve. 
It could be. I'm going to bank on him blocking. Right, right. He's a big man, and he's good at it. Mm -hmm. And and that's why I'm going with Ladarius Green in this scenario. Watch him have 10 catches for a buck 27 and three touchdowns. But, you know, that's – But that would be outside the norm. So, you know, I give a theme every day. The theme today is opportunities. I can't promise you – I saw one of the national guys just getting eviscerated on the tweeters Thursday night or Friday morning whenever I was looking at it. For Rawls ranked very highly. You know, and I thought about it, and I always get a chuckle when these national guys swing and miss on one. But then you go back and look on it, it felt like I didn't go back and look at the numbers, but it felt like Rawls had about 18 opportunities from inside the three. You can't predict that he's not going to get in, right? So all you can take is the opportunity. So you could get burned on that, but I'll get burned on the side of the guy who's going to get the most chances is what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, that's – you know, and going against the – you know, that Rams defense as bad as the whole team's been this year, I mean, I wasn't real high on Rawls, but like you said, he got the opportunity. And and that's what you need. Okay, let's go. Uh, we got some stuff on Twitter oh, that we hadn't got to before the show. Football on Twitter. Here we go. Stafford or Palmer? <laughs> do, you, do you have to go Palmer here? I think you do. Look at what it, it, look at what that Giants has done the last several weeks. And even though they got their butts kicked against Pittsburgh two weeks ago, the defense played really well. It was yeah. a struggle for the Steelers to score. That was probably the worst performance at home the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger had had offensively. They just pounded Dak Prescott into the ground. Plus, you add all that in, the branded defense they're playing on that six-winning streak, even even the last two on the road at Heinz Field. And again, they got their butts whipped. The defense played pretty well. And Stafford dealing with that middle finger, I don't like that a bit either. So, you know, as much as I don't trust Carson Palmer, He's at home. It's a decent matchup. I think I got to go Carson Palmer. I agree 100%. I mean, I'm right there. I thought we were going to argue on this one. I'm usually a Stafford guy, but. Yeah, and and, I mean, even this year, I've been been warming up to Matt Stafford. Tell you what, everything points to Palmer in this one. I mean, that New Orleans. Look, Palmer stinks this year, but he's playing New Orleans at home. Right. And even if he throws a couple of picks, he's still going to have four touchdowns. Right. So, I mean, that's the thing. And maybe 350 yards. Yeah. I don't know. David Johnson could run for 400, too. Well, Who knows? Yeah, that, he might never throw the ball. They might just turn and hand it to David Johnson 87 well, times. Another thing that, that actually points to Palmer's direction is he's still playing Drew Brees. Right. And, and if he doesn't have this totally just horrid game, he's going to wing it around. They're going to move the football around. Palmer's going to have to pass. They can't right. just sit there and, you know, if they happen to have some success, New Orleans, I mean, they're going to have to throw the ball. I think of Palmer. I think I can't believe I'm saying as bad as his years been, but really when you think about it, it's not even all that close. That's just me hesitating to take him over the name brand of Matt Stafford. Really, when you break it down, it's not that close. Right. I need two PPR, two in PPR, Kyle Rudolph. All right. Brandon Cooks. Tyrell. All right. Well, Williams is the obvious one here, right? It is to me. Yeah. yeah. So this comes down to Cook and Rudolph. I think here I'm going to take the high upside play. I, you just want Rudolph is so touchdown dependent, even against what's a bad Colts defense being at home. 
there's always a chance Rudolph gets in the end zone, but he doesn't seem to do it all that often. I mean, there's no stat line for Kyle Rudolph that you can envision that says six for 65 or six for 80, is there? I mean, I, I, I can't envision that. The only way he has success is if he scores. So I think here, where I didn't do it against Jordan Matthews, I think I take the upside of a Brandon Cooks. So, too, and like I was saying, we, you know, when we were talking about the um, – the Palmer Stafford question. If new Orleans is going to have success against this Arizona defense, I think everybody's going to have to be involved, right? Look, this defense is stingy on Arizona generally, and you can't just rely on Michael Thomas and and that kind of thing. He's going to have to spread it around. I don't think they're going to have a lot of success running the football. You wouldn't think so. I mean, yeah, I think I, agree with you 100 percent again which is really scary yeah. but it's good this guy's screwed okay people oh another one. Oh, we've got bangs at, of them at there. asylum football on twitter yeah. blowing up i need two of these in ppr get your little crayon uh, i got it. more than three this time tyler boyd malcolm mitchell richard matthews kenneth farrow okay i need two of these Two, two, two. All right. Here's the, are you messing with Pharaoh? I mean, it, it makes sense, but there was a story last night that Roman's going to get a good bit of the work. Now, I tend to you see that a lot, and it never really pans out for the guy that showed up in town an hour and a half ago. Right. But he's still Kenneth Pharaoh. I, I think if you're going to beat the Raiders, you're going to beat them through the air, which we'll we'll talk about a lot. When you get to my starts and sits, which Matthews, Richard? Yeah. I think even in Arrowhead, I think Richard Matthews has played himself into an every week. So we've gone on and on about this. And I think we forget about him coming off that bye week and kind of a pedestrian game last week against Denver. I think it's got to be Richard Matthews for me. And this comes down to Boyd and Mitchell. I actually have, I'll tip my hand here. We're not even going to have a start sit <laughs> These questions come up. I got Mitchell as a sit this week. Tom Brady struggles in Denver. That Denver defense is going to be up for this game, knowing that they're not going to score. But he's such a better option around the goal line than a Tyler Boyd is. So I think this is Mitchell and Matthews. I like Boyd personally, which I'm trying to push out. So I'll stop talking now and and let you go before I do something stupid. Okay, talk talk me down, because in in this situation to me, I'm going Matthews and Farrow, because number one, I agree with you about Mitchell. That Steelers secondary is improving. And, you know, Tyler Boyd. He uh, didn't take that jump by when A.J. Green went out. Exactly. I I wasted 15 minutes on this air that first week singing his praises, and I was just wrong. I was just flat wrong. And you go back to San Diego. Look, Hillman's washed out of Denver. He washed out of, what, Minnesota. Where nobody can run the ball. Where nobody can run the ball, and he got very few attempts to even try. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to make any difference. I think Kenneth Farrell is the only game in town. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know. Woodhead's gone, of course. Gordon's out. I just don't see Hillman. I mean, look, Hillman couldn't guys like Bid and Asiata and so forth. You're right. You're right. Yeah. To me, it's it's Pharaoh. I, I just think just sheer volume. He's the only game in San Diego right yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I think if we're going to stick with my theme, I think you may be right. And he's going to have some opportunities in the passing game, right? 
So, yeah, I think you can talk me into it because I don't like Malcolm Mitchell. I, I really don't. What I, where, where he intrigues me a little bit is even in a bad game, I think he's got a chance to score. Because even in a bad game, even if Tom Brady's getting locked down, they're going to score 20, right? I mean, I think we know that. So, and, and Mitchell could be a big candidate for that. But you know what? Yeah, Matthews is obvious. And I, I think Farrow by, by a nose over Mitchell. I, I can live with that. I like- okay, so now we have um, yet another one here involving Kenneth Farrow. It's PPR. Kenneth Farrow or McKinnon? Oh, it's got to be Farrow. Be they're they're right? going to give they're going to give Peterson the ball eighty five times, and even if, if they he can take it, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And McKinnon has done nothing. Let, let's face it: when McKinnon's in there, like when both these guys were healthy, I mean, hand up, debate winner. <laughs> Matt Oziata outscores him. Yeah. I mean, which is sad. They both stunk on ice, to be fair, though. Oh, yeah. But it seems like Oziata gets the touchdowns. You're right, yeah. He gets the opportunities in the pass-catching situations. I just don't see a whole lot of upside no, with McKinnon. No, I don't know. McKinnon will get it. Maybe maybe McKinnon. Well, if Oziata's out, McKinnon may be that third down guy. I mean, he's not a third down guy. Are you going to bench Adrian Peterson no. in the red zone? I <laughs> no, mean, that, there's no, the thing. That's, no, no, no. Obviously, no, no. Oziata they trust him more in the red zone than a McKinnon. Absolutely. Well, they're going to trust Adrian, Adrian Peterson a lot more than oh, McKinnon, yeah. you know, so. Well, no doubt about that. All right. One more here. Let's see. Okay. I need two in PPR. Mitchell. Tyreek Hill. All right. Michael. I'm assuming it's Michael Thomas. It just says Thomas. Yeah, that's got to be I can't Michael. be demanding wouldn't think i don't think you'd be asking the question no that's that's why I'm so assuming, we're going to assume Mike. i'm assuming it's michael or amari cooper okay i get two of these tyree kills the number one and this comes down to thomas or cooper for me to me it's not even close to me cooper's number one and tyree kill all right so it's not even to you, Cooper's clearly the number one. You have no concern that he has not performed, period, in seven weeks? Of course I do, but he's still the best player. And, and that, it's kind of like, until he's hurt, he's almost kind of like the, I mean, he, he, he performed. It's not like Hopkins all year long, where he's just, or Allen Robinson. I'll be honest, Rick, it, it, it's been pretty close. It's been pretty close when you think about it. Well, let's take a look here. Cooper's while, been a massive while disappointment we're at it this here. season. Massive. Okay. I mean, you know, yeah, Crabtree is much better. Yeah. See, you're talking me to see. That's what we do. We 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 work through this kind of well, stuff. Well, because I know you're a Cooper guy. I knew that would be your first instinct. But and don't, I don't forget know. I unloaded him during mid-season. Yeah. You're right. And, but he's been he's been nicked up. Yeah, he's going to play this week, but he's been pretty questionable all week. Hardly practiced. 73 catches, 1,010 yards for the season, and he's been a bust. Yeah. You know, that that's... I'm looking at the last several weeks, and I don't know if he's not healthy. You worry about Derek Carr. At the same time... I'm worried more about Carr's finger. It's going to be an air show in San Diego today, I got to believe. Think. San Diego's been good against the run. I think Phil Rivers has a nice day. Yeah, I mean, Cooper has not topped 100 yards since week eight. In fact, he hasn't topped 60 yards. That's my point. Now, okay. Mike, let's, let's, let's analyze. Tyreek Hill, obviously, 
to the go. And to be fair, Michael Thomas has had a bad couple weeks. He missed some time. He's been banged up. Before he went out with that injury, he was putting up numbers that Amari Cooper would strive for. You know what I mean? So this one's tough. I mean, Cooper's the name brand. He's got a good matchup. He's one of the rare cats today playing in good weather. Certainly talk me into it. Michael Thomas, you, you know the situation in New Orleans. We've talked oh, about it. Oh, we've got to help time. this guy. So we can't just, you know, send him a tweet and say, well, gee, you you picked between Thomas and Cooper. Yeah. Uh, you know, Thomas, you know, I'm going to go Cooper here, Rick. I'm going to do it. It's close, but Michael Thomas, we've recommended Brandon Cooks a couple of times. We have the Drew Brees fears. We have the Arizona fears. We have the – just the general New Orleans Which means fears. score 38 You're right. points. This is what happens when you deal with a New Orleans wide receiver. Right. We know Cooper and Crabtree are banged up. What I do know is Crabtree's more banged up. So Cooper's going to have opportunities. He is. I don't like it. He's been so bad since week eight. This is odd. We were. I was arguing against your Cooper five minutes ago, and now I'm trying to convince but you see, to play Cooper. That's what we do. We right. talk this crap out and actually – you know, try to come up with the most logical thing. It's easy to go, well, well, well. <clears throat> it's obvious that that dog. Boulder Dash. Yeah. You're an idiot. And then just, and, and then when you are wrong, say, well, I would have been correct if this would have happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you were wrong, yeah. idiot. Okay. You, you Cooper? I, I like Cooper in San Diego. He's good. Car's fingers got to be a little better, right? Oh, yeah. yeah he's he's going to have to throw it. Bill Rivers ain't. Not going to throw it. He's had a week and a half off, and the weather is going to be good, obviously, in San Diego. So this is Cooper. Here's my final decision. I believe there is every possibility Michael Thomas outscores him. I do. I I believe that. But I'm not convinced of it. I think it's a 50-50 proposition. If I was sitting there setting my lineup, I would put in Tyreek Hill and Amari Cooper. So that's what I'm going to recommend you do. Now, to be fair, I don't got a lot of teams playing this week, so – take that for what it's worth but yeah i'm gonna go cooper here it's it's whisper thin between two of them though it really i is. agree i agree all right we're caught up on the tweeter there's lots of questions there. i like it i'd rather do this and just sit here and read all this stuff i typed up last night looks like we got a call on the line rick let's get to that all right i just, just i can see i can see in through the glass into the control room because once again Took, took yeah, himself Cletus a day off. is not there. Cletus uh, doesn't care if you win your fantasy championship. No, a loser. Unlike us, which we <laughs> do. So let's get to the uh, phone lines here. Who, right. who is it? I can't see I it. I think it's Dino. Oh, Dean, my man. All right, can you hear us? Yes, sir, I can. All right. We, I could hear you weeping, Dean, all the way here in western Pennsylvania when that Melvin Gordon came out last week. You're, it's sad. You're the first thing that popped in my head when that happened. Oh, my God, dude. I think I lost two years off my life. You know, Boss Briggs <laughs> lo- looks old. He's really 26. He's just been playing fantasy too long. That's exactly <laughs> right. I started early, and it wears on you. Exactly. Dude, I – okay, man. Actually, I beat the guy last week. But you know what, dude, if Melvin Gore, I got a 23.4 point lead right now going into this week. But, man, I should be blowing this guy out of the water by 50 because if Gordon don't go down conservatively, he gives me another 15. And if the Seahawks could have been competitive, Rodgers would have played the fourth quarter. And Thomas Rawls, dude, didn't even see the second half. I don't know if you watched that game. He didn't even touch the field the third and fourth quarter. 
Thomas apparently Rawls, they don't play him on passing downs. Yeah, and he's just—he's been the most frustrating running back in the oh, league this year, and he can't uh, get in the end zone. He, he, I feel like he had—I don't have the numbers. I feel like he had 14 chances inside the five on Thursday, even, and nothing, just nothing. He can't get it in. Yeah, 21 carries for 34 yards. <laughs> but the saving grace is that my opponent played Jay Ajay, who stunk it up even worse. <laughs> Which I mean, we like here, up. that's for sure. Rawls got 5.9 and Jay Ajay got 5.1. So I got a little lead going in here, but I got Rodgers in that frigid zero degrees in Chicago. I got no choice, man. I got to start him along with Devontae Adams and Tyrell Williams. And, I told uh, you to start Matt Moore, damn it. <laughs> liar. Yeah. <laughs> well, my question today is, man, I got a truck Miller out there, dude, because I don't have Gordon. But uh, I got Robert Kelly. I heard you guys saying don't switch AP with Kelly because I could go get AP. I'm not going to do that. But what do you think about this guy on uh, Baltimore? What's his name? Uh, Dixon? Dennis Dixon. Boy, he would you he, go? Would you would you switch him in a PPR with Kelly or just leave Kelly? Oh, I sang the praises of Kenneth Dixon. I believe I gave him a game ball on Thursday, Rick, with the amount of catches he had and how hard he is to tack. Here's the thing with Robert Kelly: they're going to wing the ball everywhere. They really are. But he's going to get his carries. He's going to have if there's any goal line looks, especially if Jordan Reed's still nicked up. Yeah, that caught the playoff game last week with making Jordan active and only having him on the field about eight times for the entire game. Carolina had a run defense until last week where they just they, they got run all over. What, what do you make of this? I really like Kenneth Dixon, but I have a hard time pulling out a guy. You know what? No, I don't. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to show some guts here. I'm going to do it, and I, I'd start Kenneth Dixon. I think they finally found some – what I don't like, Dean, here's the here's the concern, and maybe I'm just couching myself here. They hate to run the ball. They don't want to do it. So, Kenneth Dixon, you're going to be completely dependent on him catching the ball out of the backfield. Even if they're running it well early in the game, they hate to do it. They will get away from it, even if it's working and if they're winning. But in a PPR format, Rick, what Kenneth Dixon is impossible to tackle and you got Robert Kelly on on prime time where Washington always struggles. They're so bad on Monday night going against that number two or three ranked Carolina run defense. I'm leaning Kenneth Dixon here. Well, I'll be honest with you, Dean. I like Fat Rob. And, look, he's had three games in a row that have been kind of subpar. Uh, you know, only double digits uh, scoring in the last three weeks one time. But let's not you know, Washington was at Dallas, at Arizona, and then at Philadelphia. I mean, those aren't the easiest places to play. And now they're at home. And I, I understand Carolina, they're kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde. They, they, can, they can play well, but they're still a 5-8 and eight team. And I don't know. I, I think Kirk Cousins can move the ball no matter where he's at. And part of it's going to be the run game. And it's Rob Kelly to me. I Joe Flacco to me insists on being Mr. Quarterback, whether they want him to or not. But like Rick says, they don't like to run the football a whole lot. And <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, they just don't. But to me, it's it's close. But I, I like Kelly in this situation. Yeah, I like having that Monday night bullet too. And I, I'm going up against Jordan Reed. Uh, okay, I'll think about that one. Maybe flip a coin. Man, can you imagine if I had AJ Green and Melvin Gordon? This would be done. Oh yeah, we wouldn't even have to talk. You'd be right. you'd be half in the bag already, just in, just <laughs> loving life. Yeah, I, I yeah, mean, I gotta I, go. I'll, I'll I say gotta this. face McCoy and Antonio Brown today. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, that's not a pleasant. Uh, that that's not a good scenario. Yeah, no, a, but I got a lead, dude. I can probably if I can win this, I can get into the playoffs. And you know what, man? I was real pissed off because I wanted to pick up the Ravens D. Because I played the Bengals last week against the Browns, and I and and this dude sniped him from me, and is playing the Ravens against me. And I got to no. go with the Packers, dude. They were the best out there. The Packers were the only defense I could pick up. Yeah, against Chicago in rotten weather, you you should be all right there. I don't know. You're not looking, you know, at a lot of touchdown potential, but there'll there'll certainly be some sacks. There'll be a pick off. Alshon Jeffrey will probably roll one on the ground. It's not a great option. I'd certainly rather have had uh, rather have had Baltimore, but. I think you'll be all right there. You know, and when you look at these running backs, probably, you know, having that Monday night bullet, having that 23-point cushion, it probably is best to to play conservative with a Rob Kelly. If you were chasing points, you know, Dixon would be the way to go. I think there's every chance Dixon outperforms them. But I, I think you're in a position of strength here. So maybe playing it safe if you fat Rob in the end zone, you, you're going to win and you're going to be whooping it up Monday night. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. And you you look at Baltimore, they've got the 16th-ranked offense in the league, but they're 7th in passing. We we lament on how poorly Minnesota runs the football. Baltimore's uh, 28th in the league, rushing 86 yards a game. And wow. I mean, So, I mean, that's total. So, you know, to me it's just Kelly. I just – because you know he's going to get a volume of work. You know, it's just up to whether or not – they have a good game and have success, but it goes back to the beginning of the show. You give me a guy that, that you know is going to get the volume, then at least you know the chances are there. You don't know if Joe decides he wants to throw 50 times this game or not. Yeah, I hope I get A.J. Green and Gordon back for the championship if I make it. Call me crazy, man. I was so mad about that Ravens situation. I covered myself for the championship game, man. I went and got the Steelers and the Chargers. They're both playing the Browns. So I will be playing the Chargers against the Browns and the Steelers against the Browns. <laughs> that's there the way you to go, do buddy. That, that's the way to cover it. So getting that championship and win it on defense, old school style. Dean goes old school, winning on defense. That's right. Now, you know, I'm going to start Bray. That's a no-brainer, right? I got Ertz and Green, but it's got to be Bray again, right, this Sunday night? Yeah, <clears throat> I, I think it is. <laughs> you know, Ertz, uh, yeah, you know, I thought we were right on – well – well, you know, the first yeah. had that – I had that graphic up. Go ahead and rick up, Pat. I'm going to pull yeah, it. Yeah, I had even forgot. Quick. I thought we got it right. I was celebrating that one. I do keep an eye on these things on on Sunday when I said, well, yeah, Braid outperformed, outperformed Green. So we were right on this one. And then I, I went back and listened, and you threw in Ertz's and, oh, by the way, at the end. But, look, that, that was some sort of matchup. That's something they found. There is no chance Zach Ertz has 10 catches against Baltimore. Those, those linebackers cover today so i'm going to stick with Bray. you're going to be playing in some decent weather there i just don't see any scenario where zach Ertz puts up that type of game again ladarius green's intriguing i don't like the Steelers 
on the road. I think he's got touchdown potential, but again, he doesn't have the hundred yard potential like he had in that New York Giants game at home. This, this Steelers team is just two absolutely different teams, home versus road. So I think Cameron Brady's going to be the safety valve. He's the number two. He's the number two in that offense after Mike Evans, even ahead of the running game. I think is where that team's going a little bit. So yeah, I'm going to stick with Brady. I think Brady's pretty every week start at this point. I think so, too. I mean, Ertz has had two big games in a row, 79 and a touch against Cincinnati, where they basically were getting blowed out of the water. I think, what was it, like 32-14, something like that. Last week, they did have he did have that good game against Washington and a real tight loss. I don't know. I mean, Baltimore defense, different animal than Washington's. I, I just think Brate is – look – like Rick says, you're kind of like in a position of strength and you want maybe Ertz's ceiling is a tad higher, but I think his floor is a lot lower. Exactly. We've seen him take the donut. Mm. Okay. Awesome guys. Well, we'll see what happens. Anyways, he had Landry on his bench last night, which is a good nice. thing. Cause Landry, Landry had 19, eight. So that's a good thing. All right. Well, Dean, we uh, got two calls. And uh, if you got any more, shoot them out to nope. us, buddy. No, that's All it, right. man. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good Best day. Best of luck, luck and send us an email or, or uh, yeah, uh, this is the last plan, huh? That's the last. Give out your buddy. cell phone number, Rick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll I'll, I'll send you an email with with championship questions. I hope. There you go, buddy. All right, man. Have a good day, you guys. All right, All right. take care. Good luck. Take it down, Dean. Bye. Two calls on it. They are stacking see, up. I'm going to make sure I get rid of the right call here. I think Jersey hung up, but uh, not. he called back in. But we have uh, area code area code 704. You are on. Hey, good morning, guys. How you all doing today? All yeah, right, how are you? How's it going? Good, good. Uh, in the semifinals here, I got a big, uh, big dilemma here as for my receivers. Uh, in our league, we can have we can start either three running backs and three receivers, or two running backs and four receivers. I'm going with the option of four receivers. I just need to know, on your end, what do you guys think of right now? I already had Doug Baldwin play. I got Randall Cobb, Tyrell Williams, and Jordy Nelson in the lineup, but on my bench, I also have Jamison Crowder. Deshaun Jackson and Ty Montgomery. All right. So Jackson and Ty Montgomery. So the only one I can see moving out, if you already played Baldwin, Williams, I think is a lock. Jordy's a lock. I'd like to get Randall Cobb out of this lineup, Rick. I, I really would. So, so we're looking at Crowder, Jackson Montgomery's interesting with James Starks out this week. So I think all three of these guys, quite frankly, are better options. Rick. I think all three are better options than Randall Cobb. I, I agree too. Um, now, did you say it was PPR? What's your name? Yes. I keep saying caller here. Oh, Angelo. Uh, yes, it's a PPR. Okay. All right, Angelo. Let's see. So you got PPR. So that kind of, you know, it kind of hampers Deshaun Jackson and PPR, even though he has a nice ceiling with the 80-yard touchdown bomb potential. And you know what Deshaun Jackson does in primetime games. He's, yeah. the, he's the one that's jumping off the page at me. The way yeah. He loves to play against Philly and on primetime. Now, he's not playing Philly, 
but he's on prime time this week. Okay, so we have Jordy and Williams. We both agree that that is a lock. And we have Djax, Montgomery, and who's the other one? Crowder. 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 He's agreeing as well. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. He He's all or nothing, though. For me, Rick, I am pulling out Randall Cobb, and I'm starting Deshaun Jackson on mon- Monday night, a game where they're going to be flinging around. You can throw the ball at the Carolina team right now so it's interesting for Crowder but if Jordan Reed's a little healthier that that cuts into Crowder's work a little bit all Deshaun Jackson does on primetime games on national television is make big plays and he's finally healthy he's finally 100% healthy you always worry about him because doesn't anytime we do this doesn't he tweak a hamstring early in a big game but I think this is Deshaun Jackson for me he's the name he's jumping off the page at me Rick so I'm going with my gut on this one Okay, I'm just trying to, you know, reason this out here, why you would want, uh, you know, everything Rick said, everything tells me that I I want Crowder because the volume seems to be there, and it was early on in the year, but it's really not, hasn't been as much lately, and, um, you know, Deshaun Jackson is so explosive. And he's got 18 less catches than um, than Crowder does. Ah, boy, but he's close in yardage. I'll tell you what, I whisper thin, Angelo. I, I'm going with Deshaun Jackson just because of the big playability and the lack of production that Crowder has had lately. And I don't even feel good about it. I think either one is okay, but I'm going with Deshaun Jackson just because – I don't know. I just like what he does, what Rick's primetime. He seems to be a ball hawk in primetime. He's had three touchdowns the last three or four games. He's been over 100 yards twice in the last three weeks. So I kind of like to go with Deshaun Jackson in this situation. All right. Now, just give me your thoughts on uh, on Tyrell Williams, because I was contemplating putting Ty Montgomery – over Tyrell Williams just because Ty is going to be the starting running back. And he's going to get touches as a running back and a, and touches as a receiver. Well, that's a good point. You know, with um, with with Michaels out, that, that tends to make you start thinking different things. Tyrell Williams is just – I mean, they're playing that Oakland defense, and – you know Phil Rivers is going to be throwing the football. He's got four touchdowns in what, the last, not even counting the bye week, so he's got four touchdowns in the last five games. He's actually developing into a a go-to guy for Phil Rivers. He didn't have it against Carolina last week, but against Oakland, I I just think the potential's there. I understand what you're talking about with Montgomery being the starting running back, and we saw what he can do. Boy, I tell you what, Rick, you know, Still not a running back, though. He's and not he, a running he back. He fooled some people. He surprised some people when they did that earlier in the year. They're ready for that now. Yeah, and let's not forget, Chicago is still pretty doggone good defense. As bad as that team has been performing, I think they're, what, 3-10, and 10, something like that. But they're still eighth overall defense league, albeit they do give up some run. They do give up some run yardage. But they clamp down on the pass, which to me, it's kind of like an either or with Montgomery there. Yeah, he may get some rushing yards, but, you know, Jordy's going to get his in passing. You don't 
and there's not a whole lot to go around passing against Chicago. So if you like the potential of him running against a team that's been fairly generous at 107 yards a game, but give up less than 220 yards passing, how much is that going to influence your decision? To me, it's still Williams, because I think he's more the go-to guy for Rivers. And I know okay, it took a okay. long way around to get there. <laughs> but. <laughs> All right, and uh, last question. Uh, how do you guys feel about Aaron Rodgers today? I got him in my lineup, but I'm not feeling too good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it makes you nervous dealing with that calf. He hasn't practiced much. I don't know what the weather's going to be in Chicago, but it's end of December. You know it's going to stink, but it's Aaron Rodgers. You're in your semifinal. <clears throat> if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down because Aaron Rodgers struggled, not because I went out and what your other options are, but I went out and picked up Andy Dalton or Joe Flacco. I couldn't live myself in the, in the off season with that. And <clears> – <throat> You know, Aaron Rodgers has that chip on his shoulder where he will – he's banged up. The weather's going to be good. We're going to tell him he's not going to be any good this week. This team roll. This team sees the opportunity to make the playoffs. If they win out, this team's going to win that division again. I think Aaron Rodgers will be just fine. Ability's going to be away a little bit. That makes me nervous. But I, I still think Aaron Rodgers, Rick, is a lock for three touchdowns this week. I really do. I think it, it may be ugly at times. But he's just going to find a way. I, he makes me nervous with that injury, but there's, there, there probably aren't four quarterbacks in the league I'd start over him this week even still. I agree. He's still, right, the, right. he's still the leading fantasy scoring quarterback. And even against two pretty good defenses the last two weeks where he was banged up, uh, he only had 209 yards passing against Houston, but he still uh, threw for two touchdowns. And he had three touchdowns against Seattle. When they just annihilated him, and he was supposedly hurt then with that hamstring. So, to me, it just he doesn't scare me nearly as much. Somewhere along the line, he knows the season's on the line against Chicago. They've got to win out to even have any hopes to get in the playoffs. I think Aaron Rodgers is fine. Okay. okay. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Hope to be speaking to you guys next week. All right. Well, Angelo, the best of luck to you, buddy, and uh, thanks for calling in. Thank you. Take care now. Okay, that All was right. Angelo. We got Jersey back? I man, I feel Jersey. bad. Jersey. Jersey Jersey's been waiting for nine and a half minutes. Oh, man. Okay, well, hang on. What are we waiting for? 940. There we go. I just wanted to make him wait another five seconds. Don't That's do that to Jersey. <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, hey Jersey. Not a problem, guys. Hey guys, good morning. How you doing? Hey, me and Junior in, in the semis, but we're playing. We're not playing each other. Hey, listen, uh, in my PP, in my in my uh, standard league, what I have now is the guy had a jive, so he only got five points there. But I, you know, I, I'm playing Coleman. I have David Johnson, my other running back. I'm actually sitting Hill this week. I'm going with Coleman in there, thinking he has some upside. And I'm having Devontae Adams and Smith. Yo, a home me. I won by. 15 points last week. I, did, I sat Adams and I sat Rodgers. and <laughs> still won. Um, so I'm going with the guys that get you there, like I said. So I'm going to keep Adams in. We're going to go with Steve Smith. I think he'll have a good game against Philly. I don't trust LaFell. I don't trust Matthews. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, as, as my other receiver. And I don't trust Mitchell going against Denver in Denver. So I want to see what you thought about that. And I also picked up Grissom as a tight end. I, I got Witten, but I dropped uh, Fleener. And I picked up Grissom, figuring he might be a sneaky play this week. What do you think of my, my lineup? I got Cousins as my quarterback. Excuse me, I got Rodgers as my quarterback. 
Johnson, running back, Coleman, running back, Adam Smith, my receivers, Grissom, tight end, um, Ravens defense, Kostowski's my kicker. All right. So, yeah, I'll tell you what I like. The only thing I would even look at, yeah, I'm with you on LaFell. I don't like Mitchell this week at all. Steve Smith and Jordan Matthews could be a question for me, and I do like Jordan Matthews this week, but I I agree with you on Steve Smith. Number one, they're going to throw the ball 45 times a day just because that's what they do. And that absolutely – we spent a lot of time on this Thursday. That meltdown, that fit, whatever you want to call it, that Steve Smith had, he carries the kind of weight that that means something where early in this game they're going to try to get him involved. So I I think I would go Steve Smith over Matt. Yeah, that's why I loaded up on Steve Smith on the daily plays uh, this week. Just after that ridiculous rant that he had to coaches, you know, calling them names and give me the damn ball, MFers and everything. Yeah, I think they're going to make sure that Steve Smith gets the football today. A 23-year-old does that, you say, yeah, you know, go, go away. Get, sit down, kid. When Steve Smith does that, you pay attention, and he becomes a part of that game plan early on. So, I like it. I think you are poised to move on to a title, Jersey. All right, I think I'm moving on. The other, other one, in, in the PPR, like, I'm up 29.7 to 27, but what happened was I got – 24 points from Landry, from Jarvis Landry. And the, or excuse me, 23. Who killed me? Rawls. This guy had, had Wilson Thursday night. He's got Beckham, Fitzgerald, McCoy. I think Farrow isn't going to do anything. He's got Eifert, Inman, Tucker. My problem is I got Cousins. I got T. Hill as my receiver. You know, I got Johnson as a running back. I got Reed in. But if there's a problem with Reed, I do have Vernon Davis to put in Monday. I got Kostowski in Minnesota. A-hole me. I was going to do this, but Minnesota's carried me. I would have got 34 points in Miami's defense. I got 34 points staying on the bench. But I didn't know what was going to happen there, you know what I mean? So I probably would have rocked him because right now it's got him winning 151 to 136 based on what's predicted, if these predictions go, but I never go with So based on what I have, um, you, you like my lineup there? I mean, I really don't have too many other options to, uh, to, to put. I could have played Stewart. I got Mitchell on the bench. I got Ware on the bench because Ware hasn't been doing much. And Stewart is touchdown dependent. He got his touchdown last week. You know, will he get one against Washington? I don't know. So how do you – what do you think of that lineup? Not bad. Might be able to yeah. pick up some stuff. Who are you starting at running back there over Stewart? Stewart's the only one that intrigues uh, me a little bit there. I got I, – well, I got, I got David Johnson. And I, I had Rawls. I started him, but my flex. Oh, okay. I'm using, oh, yeah. I'm using, I'm using, I'm, I'm using Coleman as my flex. You can use a running back or a wide receiver. So I think Coleman against San Francisco in a PPR league could put up some smart stuff. And I also am starting him over Hill in my standard league. You know what I mean? Because Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, sometimes they play some low-scoring games, and it's in Cincinnati. So I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love Coleman over Stewart. Stewart, yeah. Any given week, he can put up two or three touchdowns. But I, I love I love Jonathan Stewart. Or I, I'm sorry, Coleman over over Stewart. So. Yeah, I, I think you're set there. And I think you're going to be all right. You'll be competitive. Kirk Cousins, I think, set lines up for a big game. Love Tyreek right. Hill, what he's been doing. He, he's emerging. That, that's going to be a fun one. That's, Rawls kills you. But the, the thing with yeah. Rawls, he had all those opportunities inside the five. I mean, they it was a smart up. play. Yeah, it was a smart well, play, well, Jersey. I yeah, can't I mean, blame you for it. You go, back to saying, get yeah. it done. you go back to saying I should have started the Miami defense. Well, 
you know, you can't say, yeah, well, I should have benched the Minnesota defense. I mean, they're tied for Kansas City as far as a lead in fantasy scoring in a lot right. of formats. So, I mean, yeah, you've right. made the yeah. right move. Sometimes you get burned. But, I mean, don't worry about the Miami defense, like, going into next week because they're liable to get slaughtered 31-10. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Oh, exactly. Well, and what I, did, what I did was, see, what's called got three offensive linemen that are out. Uh, Andrew Luck, and he's banged up. So I figure, let me take a chance here, because in years past, when I played Miami's defense in the playoffs, let's say the semis or the finals, and I've gotten burnt by them every time. So this time I didn't play them, and I got burnt that way. But Vikings, hey, Vikings are Vikings. I'm just trying to catch this guy. We, we, we split during the year, and it's one of them things where whoever has the best matchup. He was he only had one loss one year, and I crushed him in the finals. And I had a team that was one win over 500. So you know what I mean? It's about the matchups when week 15, 16 come, doesn't matter what your record is, it's who's got the best matchup. Last question, I'll let you go. Um, I, I, I think I may have asked this, but I forgot. I am sitting Hill in my standard league, and I have Coleman in there. In a standard league, do you still like Coleman? Because Pittsburgh is going against Cincinnati in Cincinnati. And like I said, Hill's kind of dependent, touchdown related too. Yeah, I, I think if – if Cincinnati has any success against the Steeler defense the way they've been playing, it's it's going to be at the tight end position. It's going to be Tyler Eifert. He'll, right. you know, he could get the end zone, but he he's going to struggle a lot between the twenties. I think they're going to come out assuming the weather's fair. They're they're going to come out. Right. Tevin Coleman, I'd like him better in a PPR, but they, this team's going to score. You got Julio Jones out. When Julio Jones out, you know, we talked about uh, Taylor Gabriel. We talked about a bunch of different guys last week. But it actually seems like Coleman is the beneficiary of this extra work. So even a standard of yardage is going to be there. And Coleman will, I think, almost guaranteed to get in the end zone this week. He seems to be, oddly enough, he seems to be the goal line back. Well, that's that's what I figured with the um, junior. He got called in for overtime today. Um, He only got five points from Ajay. But his running backs, he's got he's got plenty. He's got, yeah, he's got he's got Miller and Blunt, but on the bench, the other running back he got is Hill. It's a PPR league, so I'm not sure. I mean, Blunt I think is not a bad play because he they're they're going to they're going to pound that ball in Denver with the weather. They're going to run it. I don't see a lot of passing. I mean, there's going to be some mixed up don't group, but I like Blunt. Denver's weakness is against the run, um, so I like Blunt, but I still want to see what you think there. And Miller is going against Jacksonville in Houston, so he's kind of a workhorse. The problem, you know, Hill. He's going against Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. I don't know how that's going to work. So, do you like um, out of the three? I need two. I got Miller and Blentner now. Does Hill take a spot for any of them? No, no, I like I like what you have. Both these guys. You know, Miller's going to see twenty carries. So, I want I want to take those opportunities. The, the vulnerability, if the Patriots are going to win this game, and I think they are, the vulnerability right. to Denver is the run game. So I think you, I think I you can see one upwards of twenty. So yeah, I, I think I think uh, Junior's got it set just right there. All right, and and he's playing Houston's defense over Dallas because they're playing Jacksonville and Houston. I like that. And he's got Bailey and he's got Bryant as his two kickers. I mean, Tampa Bay is going to be at Dallas, and then San Francisco's at. Uh, Atlanta. Do you like Bailey or Bryant? Right now they're giving like maybe a two point difference to Bailey over Bryant, but Bailey's he but he's the last couple of weeks been so so. Yeah, I mean more more because they're getting in the end zone. But give me a guy right. like Dan who I know isn't going to miss if right. he can step back there at the end of a half or at the end of the game and hit a fifty five yarder. I'll, I'll take Bailey. He's become the best kicker in the league right now. And I think he, I think they're going to have. 
a few field goal attempts against Tampa. I see this game being tight. I really do. Uh, Yeah, because right now, Junior got hurt with a Jaja giving him 5.1 points. He's predicted to do 120. The other guy, 124. But, you know, again, their predictions based on what they want to do. So I was trying to help him. And like I said, he was going to talk to you today. Um, And uh, next week he's on night work. But they called him in this morning around 6. They needed a guy for for OT to short. So he goes, I'll take it after buying a house. But, again, he always wants me to thank you guys. He really appreciates the help you give him and me. And, you know, best of luck to you guys if you're in the playoffs this week here. Hopefully both both my team and his team will be playing against each other in the finals next week. And then I can I can beat his butt again, you know what I mean? So <laughs> three right. times this year it'll be. I beat his boys already. Well, guys, I appreciate your time. Uh, have have an enjoyable uh, Sunday, and we'll talk next Sunday. And thanks for the help. I appreciate it. You guys have a nice day. All right, All right Jersey, you good to too, hear Jersey. Good luck. good luck, buddy. All right, Rick. All right, Rick. We are stacked up here. Let's real get moving. That's We're caught up. Let's go. All right, real briefly. I'm just. It's almost eleven o'clock. So just some of the start sits, real quick. Love Phil Rivers against the Raiders this week. He's one of the rare guys I would start over some of the big names, even to include a, a uh, maybe a Tom Brady this week, quite frankly. Love Jordan Howard against the Packers. Jersey talked a lot about Tevin Coleman. I have him as a start. We talked about we talked about Jordan Matthews a lot. Guys, I'm sitting Matt Stafford versus the Giants. We talked about that one. Sort of back to Jersey's sitting Spencer Ware against those Titans, and we've talked plenty about Malcolm Mitchell versus the Broncos. And I actually, if it makes Dean feel better or worse, I don't know. I got Zach Ertz as a sit against the Ravens this week. He's not going to back that up with the linebackers the Ravens have. All right, I'll be real quick here. Um, I, I like Marquise Lee. You know, Jacksonville yeah, that's against a good, Houston. That's interesting. He's turned out to be uh, basically the drunk's go-to guy. And, I mean, he's <laughs> I like that we crowned him as the drunk. I enjoy that. I don't know if any other show's doing that. But I'm sticking no, I'm with I'm sure him. not. You know, <laughs> you know and, and if you have it, I'm sure you're starting him. But, I mean, you know, Carlos Hyde is, is just a must-start anymore. And, yeah. you know, um, sit-wise, I already had Jordan Howard against Green Bay as well. You know, sit. Calvin Benjamin, to mm-hmm. me, is a sit. This guy not doing anything and he's banged up and you know like we've talked about him a few times getting hung out to dry and he's banged up and i just don't like that and and don't get cute and risk anything on shane vereen right he's he's suiting up he's playing but he's had that concussion i don't want any part no. of him okay no, I'm, I'm with you there all right rick let's some games here last one of the year i am sitting a documented here sitting at two and oh although i didn't have either of these scores anywhere close i actually had the seahawks 11 9 i thought yeah. this would be one of those old seahawks rams games and i had the dolphins sneaking by at 19 13 so i got the game right but i didn't have them hanging third i'm the same way all right rick let's get into it talked a lot about this one already baltimore hon hosting the eagles and i tell you what you know Baltimore, somewhere along the line, finds a way to hang around, and I think they do it again. But I think it's going to be a close game. I like Baltimore 26-23. Yeah, got that big one coming up Steelers next week that will determine not only the division but probably a playoff spot yep. unless unless Denver reels going down the stretch here. So I got Baltimore 31-23. Buffalo at home giving tickets away, you tell me, Rick, to people willing to shove out, shovel out the stadium at home taking on the Cleve Brownies. Yeah, apparently you can go up there and make 10 bucks an hour shoveling snow and get a game ticket. I'm going to flow um, fairly low-scoring game. I think it's going to be pretty competitive. I'm going, you know, like it always is, it seems like, for most of the game with Cleveland. Buffalo 20, 
Cleveland 17. Yeah, you keep looking for a game for Cleveland to win. It just might not happen this year. They just don't have enough professional football players on this team. I actually think LaShawn McCoy runs a little wild. and They, they do a little extra score. I got 33-17, one being a defensive score because you know RG3 loves to turn the ball over. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. All right, Chicago at home hosting Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And I, all these questions with Aaron Rodgers, I think you're going to be fine. I like Green Bay 27, Chicago 17. Yeah, I think this one's fairly close. Chicago keeps it close, finds a way to lose at the end. I got this thing 23-16. One will be watching Rick Cincinnati at home hosting the Steelers. Yeah, and Pittsburgh doesn't play too good away from home, but I, this team's too talented. I think that, you know, you don't want to – mess around and have to win a game against Baltimore for the division, which they haven't had very good success against. I like Pittsburgh 28-26. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I was leaning Cincinnati at the beginning of the week when there were rumblings that A.J. Green was I had a hard time seeing the Steelers sweeping them, but with A.J. Green out, that Gio Bernard out, there's just too many weapons out for that for that Cincinnati team. I don't know why I wanted to call them Arizona there for whatever reason, but I do. I have the Steelers as well. In a close one, I get this thing 20-17. to 17. I don't think it's going to be pretty. All right, Houston at home taking on your Jags. Yes, sir. The disappointment of the league. Jacksonville will keep it close, but they will lose 30-27. to 27. Look, Houston has no business winning a division. Houston is going to win a division. At the end, you're not going to be able to explain, Rick, how or why they did it. The Brock Osweiler's your quarterback. Defense. No J.J. Watt on the other side, but they're just going to keep winning ugly, 21-13. Kansas City, this one, Rick, I'll be paying attention to. This is an interesting game. Kansas City on a roll, Tennessee on the rise. Yeah, and I tell you what, to me, this could have been an upset special, but I like Kansas City at Arrowhead. I'm going Kansas City 24-20. I think Tennessee could win this game, but I declared about five weeks ago I'm not picking against Kansas City anymore, and it served me fairly well. This is a, Arrowhead's a tough place to play, especially this time of year, so I'll, I'll take them by 10-30-20. Minnesota and Adrian Peterson home hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Minnesota, I think, will win, but not because of the run game, I don't think. And I, I think it's just going to be defense. They're going to harass Andrew Locke. I like Minnesota 24-21. You know, for that reason, I think Indianapolis can score just enough. I, I think T.Y. Hilton can make just enough plays. Frank Gore, I don't think we've given him enough shine on this show, what he's done this year at 86 years old. I, I think we forget that. <laughs> The point being, Minnesota just has absolutely no offense. So I'm going to take Indianapolis here in what may be a mild upset. I think keeping that AFC South interesting, I may be making my pick because I see that coming the last week. I got Indianapolis here 24-17. to The Giants at home, Rick, back look, looking good again at home, taking on an injured Matt Stafford in the Lions. Yeah, and these are two teams that are sitting, what, at 9-4? and four. Detroit's on top of their division. The Giants are firmly entrenched in a wild card behind Dallas. But they both seem to still have vulnerabilities on both sides of the ball. But I'm going, I tell you what, I'm starting to feel the Giants a little bit. I'm going Giants 31, Detroit 30. Yeah, Stafford was healthy. I'd sit here and give that speech about how Eli will throw that late pick and Stafford will make that up next fourth quarter comeback but this has been what the Detroit Lions have done this nine and four has been all Matt Stafford Rick they have no running game the defense 
really, really, really average. This has been all Matt Stafford. Now you injured probably the most important hand, the finger on the hand of a passer. I just think it's not going to enough. They'll keep it close. I got the Giants 29-23. Arizona, we spent a ton of time on this game today at home facing uh, a reeling Drew Brees and the Saints. I'm going with the prediction of more of an air show than than disasters uh, like we've seen with these two teams the last couple of weeks. I'm going Arizona 34, New Orleans 30. It, there's only one thing in this world, Rick, I know about the New Orleans Saints. Whatever you think is going to happen in their game, the exact freaking opposite is going to happen. You predict a shootout, it's 16 to 9. You predict they're going to struggle. So for that reason, I may pull this lever as my upset of the week. I'm going to take New Orleans 33-30. I think Drew Brees does bounce back. I think Arizona is counterfeit. I think it is a shootout. But I think with all that struggling with Drew Brees, He's Drew Brees. Is he going to have a three-game stretch and no touchdowns and nine interceptions? Really, really doubt it. So I'm going to take the Saints here by a field goal. Atlanta at home, still atop the division, taking on the 49ers and your boy Cap. Yeah. He's your favorite player. And I'll take a knee on this one. I'm going to Atlanta (laughs) 37-23. Yeah, I don't think this one's even close. I got 36-16. All right game here wish denver had an offense it'd be even more interesting as they are at home hosting new england who struggles in denver historically which they do but i think uh tommy and crew is too much firepower for denver even at home i'm going new england 31 denver 23 denver can't run the ball simeon hasn't been bad Simeon may be a a good back in this league but he's not ready to i don't they're playing this game he's not ready to beat tom brady yet i think simple as that so i think it's going to be close it's going to be kind of ugly but i got new england 23 20 san diego at home taking on to well not division leading any longer but uh the raiders yeah yeah and this is just you know uh, i don't know i don't know how to describe this game i don't know how san diego finds so many ways to lose <laughs> But, they're, they're good at it. That's but they, they do. do. And, and, and banged up pinky or not, I am going with Oakland in yet another very tight game. I'm going 31-20 in Oakland. Yeah, look, I'm excited about Phil Rivers. He's my number one start at quarterback this week. I, I think Tyrell Williams has a real nice week. You know, you worry about them not being able to run the ball, but I don't think they were going to try much anyhow, to be honest with you. I think that week and a half off playing in some warm weather is going to be good for Carr and that pinky. So I've got the Raiders here, 27-17. And that's what made Melvin Gordon so effective during this year. They're they're 11th in the league, uh, or excuse me, 23rd in the league in rushing. But Rivers gets them to the red zone, and they convert yeah. you know, with, with the running back. They'll run it six or seven times in a row, which is very odd for yeah, that team. Exactly. You're right. When they get inside the 20, they'll do that. All right, big one here, Sunday night football. Rick Dallas had it on. Uh, I keep trying to write them off, but Tampa Bay won't go away. No, they don't. And uh, Tampa Bay's a good team. They got they got a pretty good defense, especially – and um, I have to find my uh, score that I wrote. Oh, there it is. Yeah, but, you know, Dallas is Dallas, and, you know, they're coming off a loss, and I don't want to hear any more of the Dak Prescott, Tony Romo thing, because if something happens in this game, it's going to go rampant, you know, with with, um, quarterback switch talk. But I think Dallas takes care of business in a very tight game, 30-24. to 
That is so weird, Rick. I have Dallas 30 to 24. <laughs> I, I see it going down the same way. I think, look, Tampa Bay, somehow they're good defensively. They're good up front. They're going to get after Dak Prescott. But I think we see a whole lot of Zeke Elliott. He seems to be catch it like the prime time when the lights are on is when he really shines. And I think that's the difference here. And Monday night football, the Washington Redskins fighting for their playoff lives at home against the Carolina Panthers that are still mathematically alive as well. I like Washington. I just like Kirk Cousins and crew better than Cam Newton and crew this year. Right. I mean, you know, we already talked about, I, I have Calvin Benjamin as a sit. I just, he's just not getting it done after those first two games this year. I thought, you know, boy, what a brilliant decision. I picked up you to stock and Calvin Benjamin They've been horrid, mm-hmm. and you know let's let's face it. Um, th- this team is not playing well. Their defense has been, kept them around more than uh, a lot of people know. But I still Washington. I think it's going to be kind of a Wild West show. I'm going Washington 32, Carolina 30. Yeah, I think this one's going to be crazy too. I got Washington 34-28. Look, you're starting him anyhow. He's been a disappointment. What I will say about this game is, I think you look at what Zach Ertz did last week. This is the week Greg Olson gets healthy. He might have 12 catches this week, quite frankly. We have identified a vulnerability. There's lots of vulnerabilities on that Washington defense, but I think we have identified that covering tight ends is a huge vulnerability team. And Greg Olson, I think, almost single-handedly keeps this game close. But in the end, I like Kirk Cousins. There you go. All right, let's get to the mail. But boy, this has been a whirlwind show. I'm tired, Rick. I'm a little bit wore out here. <sighs> Exhausted. I like it. I like Exhausted. it. It's been quiet the last couple of weeks. I like things whipping back up here. All right, Rick, in the mailbag, we got to pick three. Get your crayon ready oh, there. Oh, Lord. Get okay. it out of your toes and out of your ear <laughs> and put it in your hand here real quick. All right, go ahead. We get three out of Julian Edelman, Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Sammy Watkins, and Amari Cooper. Uh Certainly Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, he's my first. Um, Edelman. Edelman's out for me. Cooper. I, I'm still going to Mari Cooper against Diego. Okay, I can live with that. And it, it's to me, it's between Watkins and Thomas. I might go Watkins. I think Buffalo has a big I don't know why. I think Buffalo has but a big But you're in day. Buffalo. The weather's kind of gnarly. Michael Thomas is out in Arizona. Does he draw Peterson or does Cooks? I don't know. That's why Thomas makes me nervous. Yeah, and anybody on anybody on New Orleans makes me nervous. Plus, there's that. Yeah, right. I mean, you could certainly talk me out of it. I I think I'm going with the Razor's Edge with Thomas over Watkins because of the weather. Uh, I don't like the matchup against Arizona, but I predicted a shootout, so I think they're going to score. I think Michael Thomas is going to be part of that. I'm going Thomas slightly over Watkins, but I'm not all that confident. So pick which one else you like. I'm more confident, so maybe that's the way to go. All right, Rick, half-point PPR. We need a flex between Gabriel, Diggs, and Farrow. Gabriel, Diggs, and Farrow. Half-point, yes, sir. Farrow. Really? He's a game in town, man. Over Gabriel without Julio Jones in the lineup? I'm telling you. We just talked You're all about, in on Kenneth Farrow today. I'm all in on San Diego's game plan, and it just doesn't seem to go with him, I think, down in the red zone. 
and, and I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I, I'm Call leaning. Call me crazy. I'm leaning Gabriel. We are no help in this mailbag today. I'm I'm not even leaning Gabriel. I'm pretty, you know, Diggs is out for me. He's gotten real quiet here. So I like Gabriel. So I guess you'll just have to pick a favorite between the two of us. And let's be honest, we all know who that is, right? Uh-huh. All right, Rick, we got a PPR. Hold on. I, I lost my place. I'm tired. We have a PPR. We need one in a PPR. Dontrell Inman, my boy Gabriel, or Jordan Matthews. It's Jordan Matthews for me. Jordan Matthews for me as well. He's my start here this week. Okay. At Carolina, I'm just saying, you know, Kenneth Farrow had uh, about 80 total yards. Didn't score, but it was basically his first game. Right. You worry at all, though, that now a team has time to game time for him? I promise you the Carolina Panthers didn't even know Kenneth Farrow was on that team. When that game started. But when it gets right down to it, though, Rick, I mean, it's not like a it's a totally different scheme as far as um, a six foot four wide receiver goes out. And then there's, you know, a five eleven guy that's fast or something like that. Look, they're going to hand this ball, the ball off to this guy. You're either going to plug the gaps and tackle him or you're not. And San Diego seems to be able to run the football. So I'm going with Farrow. All right. All right. I think uh, through the window. Okay. We have a, oh, it's in the Pittsburgh area. A caller on the line. Area code 412. Go ahead. 412 crew. How you doing, guys? Hey, good. Who we have? Uh, James from uh, Pittsburgh, PA. Calling in. Listen to your show a lot. First time calling in, though. Um, well, we are certainly listen, glad you called in. Yeah, you guys have a great show. I enjoy it a lot. Um, you know, I'm in the semifinals. I've lost all my running backs. I lost my tight end, and somehow I finished 11-3 and three because of my draft and a strong uh, wide receiver quorum in a PPR league. Um, so I'm sitting here, and I have a dilemma. Michael Thomas was my last draft pick and ended up being one of the reasons I'm 11-3. and three but he was injured last week, and I need to put him – I don't know if I trust him uh, in a flex position, and I'll tell you what choices I have. I have Bolden, I have Jameson Crowder, and Deshaun Jackson on my bench along with Thomas to fill that last flex spot in the PPR. Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback. He already answered that question during the show because I was a little worried about the weather and his injuries. And – uh, what do you guys think? I originally had Deshaun Jackson in there because of the foot injury to Thomas. I know it looks like a shootout, but like you said, when you think it's a shootout, it'll be 11 to 10 with my <laughs> luck. And uh, right. <laughs> I tell you, you what, I'm liking Deshaun Jackson, quite frankly, James. I mean, he, we kind of hit on him earlier. I don't know if it was a previous caller or we were just, I don't know, somebody tweeting or whatever it was. But – He's had, what, three touchdowns, I think, in the last four games. He's starting to really light it up with Cousins. And I tell you what, Cousins doesn't mind going back and just hauling it downfield. I mean, they take the shots. They're going to take three or four of those shots. And here's the thing, James, the the big thing for me, and there are guys that do this, Deshaun Jackson in prime time makes a big play. You look at all those Dallas games when he was with Philadelphia and still with Washington, he catches a long one. He plays Philadelphia. When there's something, when there's eyes on it, he's that guy. He's going to make a big play. They're going to take three or four shots. Michael Thomas might, he feels like maybe the nice safe option there a little bit. 
But you know, I just I worry about the foot. I worry about him being in New Orleans. I worry about him drawing Peterson. There's so many things to be concerned about. Is it going to be Brandon Cooks this week? Is it going to be hell? Is it going to be Kobe Fleener? Yeah, for me, I love the Sean Jackson this week. The bright lights of Monday Night Football, a bad secondary, and an offense who's decided in Washington we're just going to fling that ball around, and that's how we're going to beat you. So I, I would replace Michael Thomas with the Sean Jackson. Great. Um, if you don't mind, one more question. I'd like your opinion on something. Like I said, at the beginning of the year, I was just decimated. I lost three of my running backs and was able to I, – I stayed patient. Who I drafted was Martin from Tampa Bay, and he's back in the lineup. But because I was decimated, I had to really throw together a PPR-type lineup. I Rashard Jennings of the Giants. I also picked up Montgomery because of his dual designation as a wide receiver running back, and we are a PPR league. And I have Aaron Rodgers kind of like double dipping, if you will. Um, right now, I have Martin and uh, Montgomery uh, from the, the Packers in. And the only reason I have him in against the uh, Bears is because of his last matchup with the Bears. He had a pretty successful day. And if uh, Aaron Rodgers, because of his injuries, he's not going to run a, a little. A little safe bet would be uh, dumping off to him real quick passes to avoid any injury to Rodgers. That's my thinking. That's why I have him in. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. Rashard Jennings, well, he had that nice little bump when he when he come back a couple weeks ago, but they're getting Perkins more involved. I don't trust Vereen, Rick. I know you 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 made you know pointed out that that people ought to be sitting him this week, and I agree. But it's getting a little crowded there. Perkins is getting more and more of the work. I don't see grind it out game when you're when you're playing against Detroit. So I in that instance, I think in a PPR format, he certainly has much, much more value. I think you've got to play Doug Martin over, over a Jennings as well. I, I think when healthy, he's a, you know, he's a top 20 back. So yeah, that's Doug Martin and Ty Montgomery comfortably for me. Yeah, it is for me too. I like Rashad Jennings um, as that's a your boy, as a back, but I just don't think, um, you know, for whatever reason, you know, just doesn't have that huge run game and they just don't have the philosophy to go after a dedicated running back. And, and I agree with you. I, I, I don't even, I wouldn't even hesitate about pulling him out. I mean, he hasn't topped what 60 yards since uh, the Chicago game um, it, against Cleveland. He only had 55 yards rushing. So, I mean, that tells you a lot right there against a, an improving defense, Pittsburgh, he had, what, 19 yards. He did score with a receiving touchdown. But, I mean, that's the gamble you take. But I think the potential uh, with the other guys is, and the upside is there way over Jennings. All right. Well, listen, fellas, I appreciate the advice. Uh, like I said, I enjoy the show a lot. And if I don't speak, you have a great holiday. All right. Great to hear from Same you, James. You, have James. a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry oh, Christmas. oh. Man, there's Christmas. Santa Rick. All That's right. right. He like he wanted to wish James a hat. <laughs> why wouldn't Christmas he? Too. James goes eleven and three with all his injury all his running injured. That's exactly. not something I say this year, unfortunately. You couldn't do it with healthy receivers. <laughs> well <laughs> I hate you, Alan Robinson. When we do our post mortem at the end of the year, I might go on a twenty minute rant on Alan Robinson. Oh good. I can all right, uh, let's see. I'm going to jump around here. we still got 10 minutes. We can get through a good bit of this standard question. Now, this, this is interesting, right? This is a standard flex. 
Des Bryant or the aforementioned Ty Montgomery? You believe that question's being asked, but it's a damn good question. Okay, say it again. I just happened to pull out the chat room, and it says everything crashed. Oh, no. So I'm going to try to get back in there. What was it, Ty Montgomery and who? Des Bryant in a standard <sighs> flex. This is Ty Montgomery for me. It is for we me, We talk too. about opportunities at the top of the show, right? It is Rick. for me, too. Des Bryant. He gets three targets a game. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, Montgomery. Yeah. You, you wonder. Comfortably. Yeah, I think it's not <laughs> even that close. It's only because we talked about Thursday, where every week we get that Des Bryant question, we go, mm, ah, mm, ah, I don't yeah. like it, but it's Des. You got to go Des. And I declared, and yeah. I believe you did as well. No more. Him and Hopkins, same way. Right. I mean, Hopkins hasn't been, I mean, for the value, he's been a debacle, right. kind of like an Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't been as devastating oh, stat wise yeah. as Des, Des is holding. Take, taking the donuts, taking the negatives here and there. All right, we got a QB. Rick, this is interesting as well. I like this one. Drew Brees or Phil Rivers? I don't like either one, quite frankly, because, I mean, the potential is there. <sighs> Give me Rivers. I think so, too. I, think I, I, I don't see Drew Brees having a 300-yard, four-touchdown game like he had before this swoon started in Arizona. I really don't. No, I. But don't. he can do it any given week. Don't get me wrong. I see that look you gave me, and you're right. He can do it any given week. But if I have to predict in a vacuum, which I think is what you have to look at this situation, you got Phil Rivers at home against Oakland with his number one running back hurt, and you got Drew Brees in Arizona. I think it's got to be Phil Rivers. Yeah, and I mean Phil Rivers. I mean he he's just a a fearless guy. You know, I mean, but you know. He's got like the 17 picks. Breeze has 14 picks. Yeah. You know, I, I'm talking myself out of it. I think I'm going with Drew Breeze. He's got 600 more passing yards. He's got less interceptions. <laughs> and he's the kind of guy against the bad match where he lights it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going Breeze, razor thin against Rivers. All right. Boy, boy, we can't agree this week. We might have to brawl out in the out in the porch here after the show. All right, Rick, start two of these in a standard. Steve Smith, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, or Mohamed Sanu. Oh. I think they're ordered 100% correctly, no, just like that. It's Smith and Hill easily. Yeah, and I think, I think Sanu is he stinks. unhealthy and very unreliable. And Diggs, I mean, they have no offense in Minnesota. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that's easy. This is somebody who the uh, – because this question seems silly to me when I put it in there, but they must have known the love affair you would have. We have a PPR flex, Tyreek Hill, or take a chance on Kenneth Farrow. I think you got to go Hill. This is Hill. Yeah, I, I you got to go Hill you, with you, that. I mean, he's he's now been a proven commodity Kansas City offense for whatever mm-hmm. you know for you know for good or for worse Ware's disappeared you know of course Macklin's been injured I mean it's Kelsey and Hill I yeah, mean that's, that's basically it on that team that's their offense and Hill just plus what he can do you if you get points for return touchdowns right. he, he seems to be in the end zone one way or the other by hook or by crook every single week so I will agree with you there need two out of these three between Alshon Jeffrey Gabriel and your boy Cooper oh man see that these Jeffrey questions I, know. I don't know me. 
I'm not messing with him. Rick. It's it's you got this far without him. I'm not messing. With I know. Him. I I agree. That's what I want to say. And and I talked to a friend of mine. We were talking off the air about that. He had a Jeffrey question. And and one thing to bear in mind, anybody listening out there, if you have Elshon Jeffrey, bear in mind he is definitely the best player on that team as far as receiver wise right. goes. He's had absolutely no reps from preseason probably the whole way through now with Matt Barkley, except maybe this week some. And I just don't see the chemistry there. So, to me, he's the odd man out in this this triumvirate here. This far with Alshon. Now you probably got this far without Gabriel. This is a new new wrinkle as well. But I've seen Gabriel the last several weeks. All right, need a flex between. Don't, Don't tell me PPR standard, so that doesn't help. But may not matter here. Coleman, Pharaoh, or Dixon? You're only taking one. Just get one. This is Coleman for me. Yeah, you got to go Coleman. I really like Coleman. Especially in PPR. All right, Rick, another quarterback question. Very interesting. Carson Palmer or Tom Brady? Do okay. you have the guts to say Carson Palmer am, over Tom Brady? It goes back to the one question. I think it was uh, Angelo, I think, or. I don't know one of the callers talking about Aaron Rodgers, maybe Jersey. I can't remember. Are you going to be able to sleep if you lost your semifinals by benching Tom Brady? I'm not benching Tom Brady. You're, you know, we talked about it. James just brought it up when he called in where we're expecting a shootout in an Orleans game. So what tends to happen? Now I'm confident we're going to the shootout, but that thing could get ugly quick. So, you know, maybe Carson Palmer struggle yeah it's it just comes down to that i think if if you put a gun to my head who's going to have more fantasy points this week i'd probably tell you maybe probably carson palmer but i can't go in off season if i lose and tom brady had 320 and three touchdowns no palmer had his 185 two lost fumbles and a pick yeah i can't i can't do it i i can live with myself if I lose by 10 points and that's the gap between Tom Brady and Carson Palmer, I can live with that. I can't live with it if it's the other way. I right. can't do it. So, yeah, that, that's probably a coward's way out, but it, it's the way I No, I think, I think it's back to dance with who brung you here. And if you're riding all the way in here with Tom Brady and then all of a sudden you think, well, uh, you know, Tom's not going to do good this week. Why? He's probably the best quarterback that's ever played the game. He can beat any team. Right. Period. All right, Rick, pick two in a standard. Allen Robinson, Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey, Greg Olson. Olson is Olson, number one. Yeah, he's going to have 14 catches this week. Olson's number one. And I think I, in this situation, I'm going with Jeffrey. I'm done I'm with gambling. Allen. I'm yeah. down, done with A-Rob. Yeah. He, can, he can sit on it. I'm done. He's yeah. out. Now, if it was Marquise Lee, I think I'd go Marquise yeah. Lee. Oh, but yeah. Allen Robinson, I'm going Alshon yeah. Jeffrey. And, and you go back 10 weeks. Somebody would have hit me with a face with a baseball bat mm-hmm. for saying something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. But, but I'll tell you what. It would what, have been me. I'd have tipped this console <laughs> yeah. over. And the old man finally got senile. Get him the hell out of my <laughs> studio. <laughs> All right, Rick. Where are we at here? Uh, who do I start in? A- I wanted to have start holding a few shows at Studio A again, which is basically mine, so I can just be rude to you. You know, I'm never rude to you at your home. You're rude everywhere. It's like uh, green eggs and ham. You're rude on a bus, rude in a box, or whatever, all that nonsense. That guy was on acid, man. <laughs> oh, no question about it. No <laughs> question about it. All right. Uh, starting in a flex, Alshon Jeffrey, J.J. Nelson. Uh I, again, I think I'm going Jeffrey in this situation. Michael J. Floyd J. got whacked. 
Nelson, ah, so did, they, what? did they discover something there? Michael Floyd wasn't doing anything well, no, anyway, no. other than drinking and driving, apparently. Well, he likes to do that. No, he had that big play last week, you know, with that rush touchdown. He caught one, too, didn't he? Um, I'd I have to pull it up, but I... Uh, Trust me, I've got two minutes left, so no, just you pad. Yeah, I'm... You know what, no. This is a J.J. Nelson kind of game. If this is a shootout, I might take the risk on Nelson. I think... Uh, no, he's not. I mean, he's still the third or fourth off. Yeah, give me Al, Sean. I talked myself out of it. Oh, you're talking about Coward's way out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he did have the, the, the two touchdowns last week. You're right. Of but he course. had 19.4 fantasy points with two touchdowns. He had that one big 56-yard run, and that's how many rushing yards he had for the game. He had eight receiving yards. He's not – the volume isn't there with J.D. Nelson, I don't believe, whether or not Michael Floyd's there or not. It's it's Johnson, it's Fitzgerald, and everybody else named Mo. Yeah, I'll agree with it. All right, let's end on this one, Rick, and I'll run over in behind the glass. There because this, Cletus wasn't here Yeah, I hope again. I hope, he's a, I hope he's nursing a big hangover or something, and it's not actually this ballet class he's been taking. I think it is. You think? I think. I, I was hoping for a hangover. That and then interpretive sculpting, I believe. <laughs> sculpting. Yeah, he's yeah. got a kind of a hipster thing going, no <laughs> question about that. All right, this is a good one to end on. Pick two and a half point PPR okay. between Devontae Freeman. Yes. Latavius Murray. Yes. LeGarrette Blunt. Woo! Adrian Peterson. And your new man crush, Kenneth Farrow. Now, this, those two are out. This guy loves the waiver wire. I'm not benching LeGarrette Blunt after what I've seen all year long. And, and I'm not benching Latavius Murray. These guys are tough machines. And if I'm taking two, it's Murray and Blunt. Um, yeah, I'd like to get Devontae Freeman in there, but I predicted Tevin Coleman to have such a big game this week. I almost have to agree with you there. Well, that's it's, one reason. That's one takeaway from Freeman is just the workload that Coleman's going to be getting. Yeah, that that seems to take away reason, a lot of his stats. It seems odd, but Coleman seems to be the guy in that offense. I think that's the difference there. You know, somehow, some way, Murray's going to be in the end zone about eight times, and Legarrette Blunt. I'm just done sitting him. I think the Patriots win that game, and if they're going to win that game. It's going to be through the passing game. So, whew, that is it, Rick. We we did it. We pulled it off. Yes, indeed. And that's what we like to hear. That's right. So, everyone have a great holiday. This is, in fact, Inside Slam of 2016 with next week's uh, NFL schedule being just so all over the place. It's just impossible to get a show done and to get any listeners. So thanks so much for everyone. So listen, this is what you got to do. Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, arenasportsnet.com. Check out the, the regular show, the Fantasy Sports Show. We will handle it very, very much like an Inside Slam. So get us those questions in at Asylum Football on Twitter. Islandfootball.com. We will focus that show, which is hard for us to do. We'll focus that show on winning you your fantasy championship. Yeah, and uh, you know, I also recommend once the season's over, keep tuning in to the Arena Sports Network because we will be all over the place. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. It's going to be fun. We'll all need from fantasy football, and by God, we're going to take it. So that's it. Thank you to all the callers, all the tweeters, all the emailers today. A fantastic show. 
Have a great Chris. Have a very Merry Christmas. Great holiday. We will be back Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern, Arena Sports Network, arenasportsnet.com, asylumfantasysports.com. Until Thursday, we'll see you. Take care. See him in there watching football, drinking beer and playing hard with buddy pal. It's not Christmas without Grandma. All the family dressed in black. And we just can't help but wonder, should we open up her gifts or send them back? Send them back! It's like a hip-hop version of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I pulled the wrong one, but I like it. You can say no such thing as Santa. But as for me and Grandpa, we believe. Now the goose is on the table. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.